T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports. Oh, this is so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two of the Sinner and the Saint right here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Will Darkens in the studio with you. Luke Anderson. Nay, he is not. He is not in here. He is over at Hood to Coast, pretending like he's an athlete, running up and down some mountains and running down hills. And most likely when he is back next week and we start the official start of college football season, that's week one, he'll be complaining of sore calves, sore quads, and probably a sore butt. Because if you've ever ran up a hill before, it really hurts your butt. At least that's my experience. You could have a different experience. You should text me in and let me know. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Coming up in this next hour, I'll have some more best of clips for you, which include uh, Luke and I counting down our favorite movie heroes and movie stars of the 1990s. Also, weirdest last stops for athletes. Uh, Think Joe Montana at Kansas City, that kind of thing. If you have uh, thoughts on that as well, 503-250-1080, fan text line. Let me know what you think. But right now, I am very lucky to have on the line a former producer here at 1080 The Fan, Mr. Ryan Buckley. Well, hello, Mr. Dawkins. How are you this morning? Uh, well, hello, sir. How are you? I am excellent. A couple things come to mind right away. Is One, I can't wait to talk about Luke's glutes next week. Oh. And, uh, and, and then additionally, uh, Jerry Rice with the Seahawks. Or was it the Broncos? Did he officially... I feel like he signed oh. with the Broncos, never played, but he did play for the Seahawks. That was weird. Yeah, and actually, coming up in that segment, that was one of the things. Luke was super weirded out by the idea that Jerry Rice, um, yeah, ended his career with the Seahawks for some reason. Jerry Rice is that weird brand of athlete to me where it's like 
he's almost uh, annoyingly competitive where it's like, I could still do this at 40. And it's like, no, you can't. Oh, do. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, please, yeah, well, please don't he, tarnish he, your legacy like that. I mean, the, the Niners and Seahawks weren't quite the biggest of rivals back then, but he also played for the Raiders before he played for the Seahawks. So that was very odd for oh, yeah. Niners fans like myself to, to see. The only old man moment of football that I ever remember, and I remember I read it in a book. It was about the Ravens training camp. And it was that one year where Deion Sanders, who was like 39 at the time, decided he wanted to try out for the Ravens. I think it was before the 01 season. And they were like, oh, we have to do a physical for you. So they had brought him in and were like, okay, you got to run a 40. And he ran a 40 in like 439. Good Lord. And everybody's just like, what? what? Like, you're you're almost 40. How's that happening? Yeah. Yeah. I think Daryl green did something similar for the, uh, the Washington now football team. Uh, he, he was like 41 and in someone else's shoes, he ran like a four two forty Cause he had, he had to be timed that day and he just got into camp or something. It's physical freaks like that, man. It weirds me out. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know like anything. I, I was going to say, I can't, I can't relate. So it yeah. makes it that much more impressive. Yeah, like it actually makes me mad that I wasn't more like that. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. It's not like it's uh, that's something that's gifted to everybody. I'm not sure why I would deserve it, but uh, I can imagine liking it if I had those abilities. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, anyway, you, sir, have a uh, massive life event. You had a child. Yeah, I did have a child. and Well, you still have a child. Oh, yeah. No, I, I still do. We had a child and we still have him. Oh, yeah. And you are going to go through that similar life event. So I feel like this is a good connection to have because I just went through all of this. Yes. Uh, now, I've been told that with babies, if you can get past the first two weeks, you're you're golden. Is that true? Okay. Um, I would not create the same timeline. <laughs> I, we are still fighting it. Uh <laughs> We have had what we believe to be is a, a very good baby by uh, difficulty baby standards. He's been um, relatively easy on most of the things we've needed him to do, but that doesn't make him unpredictable, and that's the hard part. I think initially um, the fact – I wouldn't even say it's the first two weeks. I think it's longer than that because there's a long period of time in which they have to eat every three hours regardless of whether they're sleeping or not. Like You have to – you can't be like, oh, he's happy, he's sleeping, let's yeah. just leave him. Like, no, he has to eat whether he's awake or not, and so you have to get him up. And you're like, why would I do this? But someone has to be awake every three hours. And um, that once you get past that part and he, he or she actually does start sleeping longer stretches, that's when I don't think you're out of the woods, but things become markedly easier. Okay, yeah, and see, that was what I didn't know, and um... – my mom, when I when I was telling her about what I didn't know about babies, I was I was telling her all this, and she was like, "Well, you know, you have to be up, like you're saying, like every three, four, five hours or something, depending on how much they eat." And I was like, "Well, can I just like put the baby on the couch in like a little thing and just like turn Sports Center on and just hope for the best?" I mean, and that's the thing is, you kind of can. Uh, for especially when they're really small and they like can't move anywhere, like they're kind of they're kind of stuck under your thumb there. But um, the the problem is the bearing the uh, screeching, crying, etc. But and I mean the fact that you have to wake the sleeping baby to feed it at like two in the morning or five in the morning or whatever it is, maybe both of those times um, is pretty brutal initially. But uh, you know you take shifts, you try to 
uh, work it out with your partner, and uh, whatever sleep anyone can get is a blessing. Um, now, I am getting a month off from work, and I'll tell you right now, I told Jason Swigard, um, executive producer here at uh, mm-hmm. The Fan, that I was going to be off for a month, and he goes, mm-hmm. "What? Well, a month? And I go, yeah, a month. And he's like, well, why don't you just take a week off? And it took <laughs> everything in me to be like, to not, Did to I not punch him in the throat. Oh yeah. Just start screaming at him. Like, because it's my kid, you jerk. <laughs> and I had to like calm myself down and be like, well, because my wife is going to be pretty overwhelmed and so will I, and it will probably take yeah. a month for us to get used to this. Yeah, at least, at least. And, and that's the thing is like, we, I have just recently done the work reentry and let me tell you, that is no, uh, that's no cakewalk either. It just, you feel, you will feel like, yeah, it's awesome that my wife and I are doing this together. It's mm. like a really fun uh, kind of life event thing to be going through. It will be super challenging, but it'll be like, I tell everyone that all the advice I got beforehand was how exhausted I would be, but how like rewarding it would be. And both of those are absolutely true. Like it's, it's totally incredible and it's totally brutal at the same time, but you'll, it'll be like awesome. And then you'll go back to work and you're like, wait, I just took on a new full-time job. Now I have a second full-time job. Yes. What is wrong with yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but Swigard wanted you to take a week, huh? Yeah. Well, he thought it would be a week. <laughs> He's like, wait, well, you're doing a week. Right? I was like, no, I'm not doing a week. Jeez. <laughs> Anyhow, I don't think that, uh, the masses here probably want to hear all of our baby talk. What else do we have in store for this uh, this little segment here? Well, I got a couple of other texts on here of people who are giving me baby suggestions. I'll get to that later, but I will present to you, sir, because I know you are a 49ers fan. Is that still the case? That is still the case, yeah. Now, what is your whole take on Trey Lance getting more reps? Because as I viewed it, I don't think he's ready yet. And to be quite honest... I wouldn't even start him in the first season. Like what I've seen from him in preseason is so raw. No doubt that he's going to be very good, but like I'd rather have him sit behind somebody who at least halfway knows what he's doing just to like get some info by osmosis. Do you, do you have like a, a, a set week date where you want to see Trey Lance start? No. And, and actually, I mean, it doesn't make for, great radio to just agree with everything you just said. And I'll, I have some thoughts on the stuff that you, you just said, but basically I, I, I think you're pretty much spot on. I think that he's a little bit raw. He hasn't played. Uh, I mean, the, co- the college ball he has played, it's not like he came out of the SEC um, or, or somewhere that is going to throw a lot of NFL prospects at you defensively. Um, I think that he has a, obviously a, a really bright future, but I think the ideal scenario is one where he sits. And I think that a disaster scenario is one where Garoppolo is playing so poorly that you have to turn to him as a starter who's not ready. But I think the whole him getting more reps right now is more about the fact he hasn't had reps against pro players and Garoppolo has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about disaster scenarios. One of the other disaster scenarios I thought of is what if Jimmy G just plays like good? I'm. I'm not talking I think, like. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a disaster scenario at all. I mean, but you if, blew a first round pick on a quarterback then. Well, but I don't think you. I don't think you blew it because then if Garoppolo plays that well, good quarterbacks are so hard to come by in this league. I think that what the 49ers are ideally hoping for is a scenario in which Garoppolo has some sort of value to somebody, and then they can 
roll with the quarterback who's making less money on the rookie deal. And so uh, I think that him playing so well that somebody wants him in the offseason is the perfect scenario for the 49ers. I don't think they're going to trade him this year. I think if you say, wow, this the the incumbent quarterback played so well that our rookie got a full year to to watch how well that could work if he does his job. I think that's a uh, almost a dream scenario. Uh, I think that people who are hoping that Lance is the here and now uh, would be frustrated, but no one's going to be frustrated by winning. So I, I, I think that ideally in the 49ers world, Garoppolo does go off. He does have a, a perfect season, and then they find someone they can give him to to eat a lot of that salary, and they roll with Lance anyway. Now, I know you are also a fan of Lynch and Shanahan. And um, now, one of my favorite quotes of the NFL offseason was Shanahan saying, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, that, but basically, like, look, everybody's got to die. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm paraphrasing a lot. I think the exact thing was like, we don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow. But like when that entered my yeah. ears, I just thought like, look, everyone's got to die sometime. And maybe Jimmy G's going to die tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, it sounded like he walked <laughs> off of like the set of tombstone or something like that. <laughs> um, it, and Kyle's one of those guys. I don't think he isn't calculated, but I think he just, has enough of a sense of I don't I don't give an f yeah. to um, to just kind of say what he's feeling in that moment and not have a lot of regret or remorse for it and there was nothing that bad about it but it was a little bit jarring uh, when you hear it the other one that I heard I think it was just yesterday or the day before but John Lynch was asked if he had uh, concerns about the injuries to the 49ers defensive line because uh, Nick Bosa D Ford and Javon Kinlaw who are arguably their three best defensive linemen um, have all been banged up and have not been playing through camp. And John Lynch's response was, I do have injury concerns for the teams that will be playing them, that they'll get injured. Oh man. (laughs) What the hell? I didn't hear that one. If if that, if that, I mean, if that isn't just a, 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 my dog's going nuts in the background in the backyard. Um, but oh, if, if that isn't just a an old like an old safety bro just talking about like, getting ready to lay the hammer for the, uh, the next season, like he's John Lynch is just as excited as we are, despite the fact he's wearing a suit. He's just, he's just like one of us. He's ready to strap a helmet on and hit somebody. Now I that is like probably the opening line to the program too. Like if they decided right. to do a sequel right. to the program, like I would imagine that's how the movie opens. Like yeah. With that kind of line, it, I, I'm very glad you brought that to my attention because now I want to go research that. Uh, John Lynch is the new Latimer. Yes, yes, exactly. Maybe without the steroids, or maybe with hopefully the steroids. without. Yeah, hopefully ho- without. Hopefully, but you know, hey, let's let the dice roll. NFC West. Uh, Sony Michelle getting traded to the Rams. This adds a completely new dimension to the Rams offense since Cam Akers was hurt before. Training camp, you knew the Rams were probably going to make some type of move. You didn't know it was going to be, or at least my opinion, you didn't know it was going to be this big. I thought they would have done the C.J. Anderson route and go get a veteran and kind of roll the dice with Matt Stafford. But I think this uh, really elevates their play. My prediction, if you were now to say how, way too early prediction, how the NFC West will end up, I would say first Seahawks, second Rams, third Niners, last Cardinals. Am I wrong, right, or crazy? Um, I think you're somewhere in between all of that. I, I think that the Cardinals are definitely finishing last, and not because they're not good. I think the Cardinals have a ton of talent. I think 
the NFC West or the AFC North have to be the deepest divisions in football, and uh, and I don't I don't think it's particularly close. I think it's probably the NFC West because I don't think you're going to give the Bengals the nod yet unless you see uh, Burrow come back healthy and able to do more. But uh, I, I think the Cardinals do finish there not because they're a bad team, but just because of the teams they have to play against. I would actually put the Seahawks in the three spot. I don't have Whoa. a ton of faith. Yeah, I I. I I think that Russ can cook. We obviously know that. Russ, Russ is going to find a way to score points, but I don't think they've really done much defensively to make you think that they're going to be any better on that side of the ball. Uh, and I, I think that they're vulnerable there. I think they've got some some old guys back there still, uh, and they, they haven't had the draft capital to really replace and replenish, and they haven't had the money to either. So I'm putting them there. I think that the 49ers finished second, um, I think that the all the pieces are still there for the most part from that championship or the NFC championship team minus DeForest Buckner, um, which is a big piece. But I think that they've, uh, you know, they are hoping Kinlaw can be something similar. And I, I just think that with Shanahan's scheme, I don't want to say it's plug and play, but as long as Garoppolo isn't airmailing everybody or turning it over every other possession, I think that they'll be healthy enough. Um, to be really competitive and probably take a wild card spot, and I, I, I would give the nod to the Rams right now. I don't think it's because of the Sony Michelle move specifically, but I, I think that um, Sean McVay's kind of mastery of that offense made Jared Goff look a lot better than he is. And I think with a quarterback like Matt Stafford, who's you know proven himself to be a guy that can make a ton of pro throws. Um, even though he's been on a surrounded by bad personnel in Detroit for most of his career, um, I, I think that he's going to shine in that offense, and I think that they have enough dudes on the defensive side of the ball that they're the team to beat for me in the NFC West. That is a very interesting list. I have not heard anybody yet say that the Rams are the team to beat in that. Yeah, game. and I think they are. I don't. I don't. And I think because yeah. they're to me, they seem like they're most. I mean, I know that the Seahawks are also win now because of kind of some of the age they have. Mm. certain places around the field, but I, I feel like the Rams window might be shrinking the most quickly, perhaps with, with some of the guys that they're paying right now. Um, and I, I think that they have to do it now. And I think that going to get Stafford is the indication that they think they have the guys to do it now. Uh, am I wrong to think that if you set Jimmy G up with another porn star before the season starts, it would <laughs> offset the first porn star date and he would become good again. It's a working equation, and I need a Niner fan opinion on that. Ooh, um, that is – I haven't run the algorithm for the second porn star um, yes. and what what that would do to his trajectory. It's certainly interesting. Your yeah. conjecture makes a lot of sense. I'm not yes. sure if I'm willing to commit to that yet. I'd have it's to a wild a variable. Further. Wild yeah, variable. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, wild in, in many ways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, – I think Jimmy – probably learned a little bit from that. I think he also has a little bit of a sense or had a little bit of sense of, I don't, I don't give an F um, to be kind of engaged in that uh, prior. I think that was a whole, wasn't that like someone won that date in an auction and then it just uh, took a turn for the better for, for Jimmy. Is that how that went? I think that was in fact the case. And I mean, let's be honest, like when he saw that that was the person that won, he thought like cha-ching, you know, yeah, I, and I'm guessing with that face in an NFL contract, most of the places he goes, he walks around with a smile on his face thinking, cha-ching. Yes, yes, indeed, yes. And so, I mean, I think that potentially losing your job takes away a little bit of that shine, and I, I think he, he has actually uh, buckled down and become uh, a lot more committed, kind of redoubled his efforts, if you will, because uh, it's not just like there's the looming threat of we might go get someone in free agency, like the guy to take your job is there now.
Ryan Buckley, you are a gentleman and a sir, and I appreciate you coming on my uh, little radio program Saturdays to impart some child wisdom and 49er wisdom to the masses. Well, I appreciate the double applause drop that I got both at the beginning and ending of this segment that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. And uh, I wish you the best of luck with your uh, child that's on the way. I hope that your wife is as comfortable as possible these last few weeks and uh, really excited for you, man. Thanks, dude. She's miserable, but I appreciate the well wishes. (laughs) (laughs) Been there. I know how it goes. All right, man. I'll see you. Oh, it's always good to talk to Buck. Uh... Coming up next, revisit more Best of Sound right here on the Best of Edition of The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Ma! What's for breakfast? Hey, Ma! What's for breakfast? Hey, Ma! What's for breakfast? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Thank you to Ryan Buckley for hopping on the line and talking a little bit of 49ers and early parenting advice. You are listening to the Center and the Saint Best of Edition right here on 1080 The Fan. Will Darkens here with you. Luke Anderson out running hood to coast. He will be back. I will be back next week for week one of the college football season. That's when we enter our tailgate show. That means we have to actually talk sports every single segment. So no more segments about, uh, well, say like this next one. Who are your favorite 90s movie stars, movie action stars? Luke thought it was Paul Hogan for him. What the hell is he thinking? Did you ever see the bang, the movie? Um, oh, geez. Now I can't remember what it's Fargo? called. No, I will pull it up because it's, uh, it's a fantastic movie. Batman? <laughs> Mo- one moment, please. Why don't you stall while I pull up what this uh, movie I is? I can keep guessing movies. Yeah, you can. Just... You- you do what you like. I'm pulling, no country for old men. I'm pulling up the movie right here. Is it Dumbo? Ever see the movie Almost an Angel? No. 
The movie Almost an Angel stars Paul Hogan of Crocodile Dundee fame. Love it already. And he goes on, a, he's a bank robber, and he dresses up like celebrities. He goes in and robs a bank dressed up with the prosthetics as Willie Nelson and robs a bank. Wait a minute. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan puts on. Disguises himself as Willie Nelson to rob a bank. Yes. It's wonderful. Now, does he try to sound like Willie Nelson? Because Paul Hogan's voice is very distinctive. It it certainly is. Um, that's the one scene from the movie that I remember, and I can just picture the visual. But he dresses up like celebrities and robs banks. That's awesome. That's so, what I would do. So if I was if I were going to uh-huh. pose as a celebrity, yeah, I would almost an angel it. And I would uh, I would go and rob banks dressed as a celebrity. So it's it's basically a movie where they saw Point Break and they go, you know what? They almost had it because they were dressing ooh, as Richard Nixon. Let's no no they just put on a mask. They were never pretending to be. They were they were pretending to be Nixon. I don't think that yes they were, they were. point yes Point Break nineteen ninety one yep almost an angel. 1990. So Point Break ripped off Paul Almost Hogan. Almost Yeah, so there you go. Uh, this, the plot of the story is I believe that you know he's a bank robber and a con artist, and then he ends up having to be a nice guy. That's why Almost an Angel, he's a criminal, a small child or something that he cares for. I can't remember exactly what Doesn't it is. Doesn't sound like a very nice guy. Well, he ends up being a very nice guy, but also a bank robber and a criminal. So there you go. You've got time. There's no sports. You go and rent 1990s fantasy comedy that gets 5.5 stars, or 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, and you enjoy it. It's going to be a hard no for me, dog. It's Paul Hogan, outside his Crocodile Dundee persona. It's uh, it's wonderful. It's stuck with me all these years, so go watch it. I highly recommend it. Again, 29% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So over the break, I was trying to remember what the other uh, celebrity that uh, Paul Hogan dresses up as to Rob Banks in Almost an Angel, uh, my favorite movie of 1990. Again, 29% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I just want to make sure what you're saying. That's your favorite movie of 1990? Because I, I am going to bring up a list of other movies, and I just want you to tell yeah, me. Yeah, no, I'm rock solid with uh, it. Would, okay. you like, would you like to hear the other celebrity that he dresses yeah, up yeah. to Rob Banks? Rod Stewart. He rolls into the bank as Rod Stewart. Isn't that the same as Willie Nelson? No, totally different hair. Come on. The hair on Willie Nelson goes down to the side, the hair on Rod Stewart. Straight up. And then down to the back. I think it's a party mullet. I think if they dressed either of them right, if Paul Hogan came into the studio right now and decided to rob us, he was like, hey, get your wallets out. Let me see your money. And he tried to disguise as either. I wouldn't be able to tell. I would just be like, what? I don't think like, you know who oh Rod gosh, Stewart is. Ma- no, I know who Rod Stewart is. <laughs> okay. I'm very aware. Well, okay, but now remember, 1990 Rod Stewart. In fact, and 1990 I think I, Willie Nelson. Yeah, I would recognize 1990 Rod Stewart More far better than Rod I would Stewart present today. day Rod Stewart. Yeah, yes, it's a 1990 easily. movie. Duh. Come on. <laughs> I'm not saying we do that now, but you choose celebrities. If Justin Bieber walked in and robbed the bank, you'd be like, dude, it's Justin Bieber. Or whoever your favorite celeb- current celebrity is. And then, uh, and then you totally get distracted by the other uh, the other features that don't match perfectly with your celebrity crush. It's Lizzo. There you go. Yeah, Lizzo just robbed the bank. Now you get a thing. I'm saying, if Lizzo came in here and robbed all of us, yeah. I think that would be. And it's not so much about being starstruck. I would just kind of be like, really, that would be an out of body experience. Yeah, 
Like, you wouldn't just be like, what? This is why it's how you rob banks. I, I think I would just adhere to everything. Sure. Any other celebrity, I don't think I'd notice. Like, there's if somebody one, dressed as Willie Nelson, wait, wait. I would just go, there's some old man robbing us. I'm going to kick his ass. Sure. Again, 1990 <laughs> Willie Nelson. I'm this still going to kick 1990 Willie Nelson's I don't think Nelson's so. Ass. Oh, he's a lot tougher than current, very, very old man Willie Nelson. So, favorite movie, right, of 1990? Favorite movie. Because you did say that. I did, definitely did. So, Goodfellas is yeah. below that. Just below that. Home Alone, quite Ooh. below that. Uh, yes. Um, also, can we just give a quick shout to Joe Pesci's work in 1990? Yeah, he did have a lot going on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Was he in anything else of that year? Holy cow. Total Recall. That is below. <sighs> there are three boobs in that on one woman. <laughs> but yes, I'll stick with, uh, I'll stick with Paul Hogan. And almost an angel. I think the only movie that you could conceivably put below almost an angel, <laughs> and I, I mean, this is a reach here, is Godfather 3. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's definitely. Probably, you'd be yeah. safe doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, I think once we started to kind of look into it and examine it, you know, we, we would eventually pick Godfather Part 3, but I think just on, sure. on gut level, yeah. okay, fine. Sure, but yeah, I mean, come on. You've, you've only got a few movies. I'm putting it above Edward Scissorhands, Dances with Wolves, uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, dude, I'm good. I'm good with my proclamation. Almost an Angel should be in this list. Ghost? <laughs> nobody, nobody. Back to the Future 3? Come on. Now, again, that's another one where I'd go, okay, maybe it is better. Well, can... can ooh, you know what might be better, though? Tremors. Tremors is right there. That might be 1A and 1B. Tremors is all right. Tremors is great. Um, can I just say, though, for everybody that's mad at, like, all of a sudden Hollywood doesn't have any new ideas, uh, Godfather 3, Back to the Future 3, and Die Hard 2 all came out in 1990. So it's not new. <gasps> I just realized Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. Sorry. It's almost an angel, my second favorite movie of 1990. Yeah. I apologize. All right. We're good. Text line. Uh, uh, Gremlins 2 also came out. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop. Text line, uh, three boobs on Sharon Stone in Total Recall. Was it Sharon Stone? And that's what the text line say. I don't remember it being Sharon Stone, but I remember the three boobs. I don't even know if that person had a face, but I know there was three boobs. And apparently there was a movie in 1990 called Rad the BMX. <laughs> Rad? Look, who, look who's talking to. There's another sequel. Well, that movie sucked. Yeah. Well, Rocky Five came out in 1990. Ooh, Days of Thunder. Was Cold he battling trickle. against Cuba then? Because uh, four is when he was battling Russia. Ooh, I'm not sure. <laughs> but you'll forgive me. My, uh, I don't have Total Recall on Rocky Five. <laughs> hey, there's ah, I see, I see what, what I did, did there. there. Always ending a segment on a cheesy joke. Luke Anderson, radio expert. Coming up next, I'm going to revisit a segment where Luke and I talked about some of the weirdest last stops for some of our favorite athletes, think Joe Montana in Kansas City. Think Michael Jordan in, uh, the well, with the Wizards. And uh, Ryan Buckley had mentioned one as well. Jerry Rice with the Seahawks. You can enter the ones that you have that come to mind. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. You're listening to a best of edition of the Center and the Saint right here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Best of edition of The Sinner and the Saint. Will Darkins here with you. Luke Anderson running hood to coast. We'll be back next weekend together. Getting you ready for week one of the college football season. Ducks game day. Right here on the fan. Ducks game day. And I also just broke one of my own rules. I said I'm going to get you ready for something, which I've said many times before. I don't understand what you have to get me ready for. I'm ready to watch the game already. Anyway, let's visit another clip. This one. What are the weirdest stops? Last stops, I should specify, in sports for some of the biggest names. Somebody on the text line already putting one in. 503-250-1080. Greg Maddox and Mike Piazza with the San Diego Padres. Let's hear what Luke and I had to say about it. R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. Yes. Any of you, either of you, 55305, any of you uh, remember the Gambler the movie? No. There's a whole series. I think there's multiple movies. I think there was, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we had them on VHS when I was a kid. I remember watching Kenny Rogers yeah. as, as the Gambler, the Gambler. with, the, with mm-hmm. the Gambler soundtrack. So yep. it's funny because, like, when somebody passes away, especially a musician, I always try to go through their whole catalog and find maybe, like, a deeper cut to play. But for Kenny Rogers, I'm like, nah, i got to play nah, the Gambler. Yeah. It's got to be the Gambler. So uh, 81 years old, uh, passed away today, I believe, yeah, uh, I think so. or last night. Um, last night. Last night. So there you go. RIP Kenny Rogers. Um, so Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. We don't know that this will necessarily be his last stop. He said right. he wants to play till he's 50 at different points during his career, or at least hit 45, which mm-hmm. is crazy to think about. Maybe he has two really productive years in Tampa Bay and then ends up going on a, 
a tour of the NFL and just plays till he's 60. There you go. Uh, but it has conjured up a lot of images of uh, very bizarre last stops uh, for for NFL players, for uh, players across sports. So uh, I had uh, I had top fours for all of the sports, and I was going to see if you guys remember the last stops. Uh, and then which one was the weirdest to you? So uh, I figured I'd start with you, Will, and go through uh, some NFL stops. And I assume you remember most of these, but we'll just uh, quiz you just to be 100% certain. Uh, Joe Montana's last stop was obviously... Oh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Uh, you remember Jerry Rice's last stop? Uh, Seattle. He practiced for Denver, but yeah, the Seattle one to me was always the weirdest. And that was the last place he played. Emmett Smith, uh, pretty obvious, uh, it was Arizona. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where Ed Reed finished his career? Ed Reed? Yeah, the Texans. No, Jets. Oh, really? Yeah. That did was he long... actually play a game? Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at 34 years old, I uh, played with the Jets. I'm looking at him in the Jets uniform, and it's just absolutely bizarre. But of I feel those... like Ed Reed lost the bizarre factor once he started to have a gray beard while he was playing. <laughs> He looked older than all the coaches. Yeah, like, I, I didn't really see yeah. anything wrong with it after that point. Like, before then, when he didn't have the gray beard, I was like, oh, man, that's that's a Ravens player. But nah. but but then when he had that, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a different Ed Reed. Yeah. The weirdest one for me is is Jerry Rice, because the Seahawks were my team, and, and Jerry Rice is such a legend. But, of course, I mean, Montana and Emmett Smith are as well. But uh, Jerry Rice is one that's weirdest to me. Is is there one that stands out to you, Will, as the weirdest of those four guys? Um, I mean, I guess Montana. I have one that I always like to mention every single time. But it's not the <laughs> NFL. It's the NBA. Well, I've got, I've got four NBA ones for you, okay, too. Okay, we'll go the NBA next because I think I know the one you're going to pick. All right. Jordan with the Wizards is uh, obviously one of them. Yeah, uh, I didn't which, care for that. Which was really strange. Do you remember where Allen Iverson finished his career? Uh, Pistons. Nope. Uh, shoot. I don't know. Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, Memphis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Ewing? Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing with the Magic was weird. <laughs> Patrick Ewing with the Sonics was weird. Yeah. And then with, with the Magic was super weird. Patrick Ewing was the weirdest. Allen Iverson, I quit caring at a certain point. So when he was on, because he had already made a bunch of hops. Yeah. Like he, he went to Denver, Denver and then, then, then to Detroit. Yeah. Then he went back to Philly again. Then he went to, by that point, I was just kind of like, all right, let's get rid of this guy. Michael Jordan to me, I, I remember at the time, it really wasn't that weird seeing him. Because he, he already really, left to come back with the Bulls, too. Yeah, and I think there was this understanding that, like, the only reason he came back is because he had a uh, part ownership stake and was just like, yeah. we got to get tickets up. Yep. Well, and he, you know, I mean, didn't he stop his career at the Chicago White Sox? Well, he did or, that. That was in the middle of his oh, two bulls yeah, runs. Yeah, that was in the middle. Do you remember where he stopped his baseball career there? <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you remember where uh, Hakeem Olajuwon finished his career? Oh. Yeah, the uh, Raptors, yeah. See, that one to me is right up there with uh, with Patrick Ewing. But yeah, Patrick Ewing, because because he had two stops, people forgetting that he ended up uh, in Seattle, then in Orlando. But the picture I have, at least on my screen, is him holding up the Magic's number six uniform next to Doc Rivers. And it is absolutely bizarre to me. Uh, we will skip hockey because um, nobody cares. Um Jen, I'll go to you on these because oh. there's a couple that I didn't remember, and you were going through your own list, and yeah. I know you already mentioned one of these, but uh, Mike Piazza finished with your Oakland Athletics. Right. 
I didn't necessarily remember that, and I'm seeing him in the uniform. I, I couldn't picture it. Yeah. Do you remember where Sammy Sosa finished his career? Texas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Randy Johnson? San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and my favorite on here. Hit his uh, hit the first home run in franchise history and notched his three thousandth hit. Wade Boggs. Oh, finished in. Uh, not the Red Sox. Nope. Um, say that. So was it? The, he, he hit, hit the, the he hit the first, the home, first run home run in run franchise, franchise history, and that's where he got his three thousandth. Oh hit. dang it! I have no idea. Wade Why Boggs I, played for uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, the Devil Rays to end his career. Rays, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I just go back and I look at it and it's, you know, Hey, be mad at Tom Brady for, you know, holding on too long if you want to. Yeah. But, but I was just looking at it all week and just going, you know what? Why not, man? If a team's willing to pay you $30 million for two more seasons, even if you are over the hill, yeah. the guy Why is, not? Will mentioned it earlier, one of the greatest competitors we've ever seen. You don't go to nine Super Bowls by accident. I don't yeah. care how good your coach is. Um, but it is a matter of, you know, what are you going to do when you finish playing football if you're Tom Brady? You know, why not go out there and play as long as you can? Because sure. you look at the numbers on some of these guys. I mean, you know, Piazza playing, uh, you know, into 2007. Randy Johnson was 45 when mm -hmm. he was hurling for the yeah. Giants. So, I don't know. There's just an element of it. Why not hang on as long as you possibly can? Because once you stop, it's something you can no never go back and restart. That, yeah. At least in my mind. Yes. I mean, he sucks. You said he's taken him to the playoffs. Well, yeah, he'll take him to the playoffs, but he still sucks. I mean, again, how I preface this was saying, even if they had a quarter of a competent quarterback, <laughs> they would make the playoffs. Tom Brady is 100% competent, just like a quarter of his talent now. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that says he's going to get them to the playoffs, and they'll actually have a pretty good shot probably in the wild card. But, yeah. you know, it's gone. Fair enough. But the, the uh, twinkle in his eye is gone. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to... If they just run the S out of the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. they just pull like a Patriots did back in 2018, because that people forget about that. When they won and got the Super Bowl against the Rams, yeah. like that entire last, I would say almost three quarters of the season, they just ran the ball. Sure. Because they were like, oh, yeah, you can't throw anymore. All right, well, I'll just run it. <laughs> And that ended up being a horrible prediction by me. Tom Brady ended up winning the Super Bowl uh, last season. So not very correct on that, was I? I will try to be more correct in my football predictions heading into this next season, which plenty of them will happen in this next segment as I bring on Preston Highfield for what to watch on a best of edition of the Center and the Saint right here on 1080 The Fan. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. 
presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. All right, it is time for what to watch this weekend in zero week college football. The biggest games of the year. Not really, but hey, it's college football. Why the hell wouldn't you throw it on the TV? To help me with this segment, it's former fan producer Preston Highfield. Sir, how are you? Man, my man Will. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm actually down in San Diego seeing a friend right now. Um, but yeah, we got we got this lifeless Nebraska-Illinois game on in the background. I just want to confirm real quick. You are on a vacation in San Diego and you are watching Nebraska-Illinois? Uh, I mean, I live close by. I wouldn't call it a vacation. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm, a, I'm a college football diehard. You know this. I know this, and I know that also you probably had the same thought I did when you saw uh, Illinois come onto the field because I saw a picture of Brett Bielema, which, just to to set the frame here, I forgot Brett Bielema got that job. Right. And yeah, he is a frightening-looking man. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got... You know what he's got going for me? He wears those like triple XL rain jackets. So mm. he, it does hi, it does hide the obesity, but I do believe it still exists. <laughs> you you believe the gut is under there? It's just he he does an incredible job at masking with raincoats. <clears throat> yeah, he that's his that's his kind of his swag. Did you ever see that show? Um, when he was at Arkansas, when he when he sold out and and went to Arkansas. They have like some like Bielema's cooking show. Did you ever see that? It was on ESPNU. It was like a thirty-minute weekly show, and they would just follow him into like a grocery store, and then he'd come home and cook something. It was wow. uh, it was something. I would look it up if I were you. But yeah. did he just add Velveeta to everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like yeah, whatever the uh, Fayetteville equivalent of, of thick Velveeta is. We're gonna uh, we're gonna bake an apple pie today, uh, but of course I cannot forget. The uh, you know Velveeta, right? Do you imagine making like five million a year living in Fayetteville, Arkansas? I mean, you might you might as well be be worth a hundred million dollars at that point. Oh, um, he's probably not spending any time there in the off season. He's got some vacation house in like Florida or something. I would imagine. Right. It, it is good to see him back though in the Big Ten because you know he just he did what he had to do for yeah. his family. Sold sold out. Went to the SEC. Got yeah. the money. Clearly, kind of flamed out. Although he wasn't bad, I think he had some like nine nine win seasons, maybe. But yeah, um, he's a solid coach. It's you no, know, he is. He definitely is. It's good to see him. Good to see him back. Well, in terms of zero week, there's really not a lot of great games that are on. Uh, I know that we're getting a little excited about just uh, this Big Ten matchup, but I would imagine that you want to see what's up with UCLA. Is that correct? I mean, Dorian Thompson Robinson. We had a guest on. Um, I think it was Thursday, who was from the L.A. Times, who said that he could be the best quarterback in the Pac-12 this season. What do you say to that? Whoa. Uh, said he was with the L.A. Times? No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he he's pretty good, man. I mean, 
I remember watching him. I think they played Cincinnati. This was like two years ago. He was like a freshman or a sophomore. He fumbled it five times, turned it over a bunch. Um, yeah. He, you know, he, he used to have turnover issues. But, dude, the last month of last year, because he was, he was either like on a COVID restriction or just banged up for like the first half of last season, uh, which was a COVID season, shortened season anyway, obviously. But like the last month of the season or so last year, their offense was really good. I think they lost like 43-42 to Stanford. They lost like 47 to 40 or something to USC. Like they, they their offense was not the problem. But yeah, I mean, dude, he's he's pretty good. Um, their O line's finally decent. I think they're gonna miss that Felton guy who was their like do everything guy, running back receiver last year. But um, dude, the the quarterbacks in the Pac-12 this year, they're really not a lot to write home about. So I guess I couldn't like definitively disagree with with that take uh speaking of quarterbacks in the pac 12 uh talking about anthony brown over at oregon now it was really no surprise that he would get the starting job considering the fact that this team has to travel to columbus to take on ohio state in week two probably don't want a true freshman behind center for that game uh maybe that's me being blue about uh coaching in college football but do you think there is a point at which in the season that Ty Thompson, the true freshman, will take over the offense. That somewhere past week two, Mario Cristobal will say to himself, I need to build the four-year future here, or the three-year, considering how good he might be. I'm just going to put Ty Thompson in. I can see it. I really could. I, I honestly have no idea what to expect from Anthony Brown. I mean, he played sparingly last year, obviously more in the Pac-12 title game and the Fiesta Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl was just a disaster from mm. both the play and the coaching. Uh, so I really don't know what to expect from him. I will say Oregon's really deep at quarterback. I mean, that Butterfield guy was also like a number nine QB in the country type recruit. Uh, Robbie Asher is a four-star. So, I mean, you know, Oregon's pretty loaded at QB. I guess, like, I guess that being said, I still don't feel great about it. I mean, there was nothing last year that Anthony Brown showed me where I was like, wow, he's he's really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, folks maybe know that I'm a U of O alum, but I'm not really going with the homer pick here. I don't, I don't really feel great about Anthony Brown. I would love to be proven proven wrong, but I, I don't feel great about it. Um so that's kind of where I'm at with Oregon's QB. I think Oregon's stacked everywhere else. So okay. that'll obviously help him. Um, but, yeah. Well, one of the other bigger things that happened this week, too, uh, staying in the Pac-12 is that, you know, there's this whole realignment thing. And George Klyovkov came out with this really stupid statement. Um, I've, <laughs> I viewed it as stupid that he apparently had to give a press release to tell everybody that the Pac-12 is not thinking about expansion at this time, uh, which, whatever. Um, what are your thoughts on the idea that you would make a mega conference with the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12? Because they said it's a gentleman's agreement, but I am yeah. looking for them to break off and just basically say, like, look, we're going to play all of our games with all three of these these conference bros. And then at the end of the season, when it comes to Bulls, and conference or uh, playoffs and all that, like you can include the winner or maybe the second place person, but anytime after that, we're all just playing each other. <clears throat> I think um, you know Bruce Feldman put it put it really well on a podcast this week. He said like all these commissioners know they have to do something, but they don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> and like yep. and like that that is so well said. Even though it sounds like a simple statement, like they're all 
because there's no commissioner in college football. Like, I feel like I have to keep reminding people that dude, there's no one running the show. There's, there's, it's really just these conference commissioners who are obviously essentially just the CEOs of their own conference. They're looking out for the best interest of their own conference. There's no main commissioner. So, like, all of these guys, like you mentioned, Klyovkov, Kevin Warren, and the ACC guy, like, they're all just like, hey, we, we got to do something. We're not really sure what to do, but let's uh, announce that. Let's call a press conference and say that we love looking at each other. And we trust each other. And then they did that. I read the press release and it was all, I don't know. I don't want to call it all BS, but it kind of felt like it where they were like, well, and then it's all about like, you know, the mental and physical health of all the athletes across our conferences that can get better. And it's like, it's like you got, this is just a revenue grab or you're teeing it up to be a revenue grab. Stop with all the, you know, random other side notes that you guys were trying to add in here. Um, I would also add that too. Like, they, know it. they just don't know what to do. Like the welfare of the student athletes. It's like, where were you 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is yeah. that about? Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. All right, brother man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate right. it. And I'm going to have to have you on uh, again here as the college football season keeps rolling along. Dude, would love to. Absolutely love to. All right. Anytime. Talk to you later. All right. Love you, bro. Later. Love you. Love you, buddy. All right, thanks to Preston. Thanks to Ryan Buckley. Thanks to all of you listeners who stuck around with me for this best of edition of the Center and St. Luke is back next week where he and I will reprise our roles as your tailgate bros who basically just give you a good college football preview before your Saturday. But until then, bye-bye. Sayonara. See you later. Get out of here. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.